Good day of the week, listeners. It's your boy, Crispy, and you are tuned in to Final Thoughts Media Podcast Edition. So open your ears. Okay, so we're back at it again, and today we are looking at Black Sands, The Seven Kingdoms, Episode 1. It is by Black Sands Entertainment, a 2019 production. It is 14 minutes and 2 seconds long. The producers are Black Sam, and the cast is truly unknown. So the show is described as, For a thousand years, the world has been ruled by ancient gods. Humanity was on the verge of annihilation until the arrival of the first god-killer, Ra. I am his grandson and the heir to the throne of Kenet. He took it upon himself to forge me into a ruthless god-killer as well, because the ancient gods still ruled most of this world. Every day he pushed me to the brink of death, but the time for training is finally over. Reunited with my kin, now it is time that I forge my own path forward. I will be the greatest pharaoh that ever lived. I am Asaf. <laughs> I kind of got a little little too far into it, didn't I? Oh, well. Oh, well. That's what you all came to hear is for me to talk about this. So, I'm not going to get straight into it. I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about, you know, why I'm actually doing this podcast. You guys have been with me for, what, five episodes here? If you've been on YouTube, you've been with me for... Six, seven, probably like nine episodes. Again, I have started off as a YouTuber and I was doing videos and things like that. But right now, you know, I'm just trying to find my niche. And why I'm doing a podcast is actually pretty simple. So I was a truck driver back in the day. You know, I've done it. I did it for two years and I still use my CDL today. I'm driving people around. But you know, one of the things that I did while driving was listen to podcasts, listen to uh, audiobooks and stuff of that nature, and it really did pass the time for me, and it made it really nice. I, I did like a lot of talk show podcasts because it would just give, it would put me into the sense of highway hypnosis. It would put me into a sense of highway hypnosis, and if you actually look at what highway hypnosis is, you know that it's not dangerous again you just don't want to be in there for very long but it made the time go by so again you can't watch videos driving because that's dangerous but you can listen to podcasts and so i made it for the people that can't i'm making this currently for the people that can't watch videos at this time or they're in the middle of washing dishes and they just want something to listen to or you know just whatever situation it is that you can't watch the video, I'm doing it because of that. My goal as a YouTuber slash podcaster is to, you know, provide that provide that sense of, um, hey, this is something I can listen to while I'm not really doing anything or, or I am doing something and I need something to kind of take my mind off it. 
you know, just to entertain and enjoy. And also why I'm doing it as I'm as I'm doing it, because right now I've kind of switched from not switch, but more or less I'm doing a weekly thing with the YouTube shows and not doing a weekly thing with the movies, which I might change again. I'm really just trying to find my niche here. But why I'm doing the YouTube shows is because I don't see a lot of people reviewing the YouTube shows and it's just like any other movie or TV show or anything else. You know, people like it, people don't like it, and people have opinions. And this is my opinion of this. So this this is my this is gonna be my my niche, or at least for right now, it's gonna be my niche. And you know, I really enjoy talking about it. I enjoy looking up things and figuring out um, wh- what what these shows are about, and you know, watching them obviously and giving my opinion. So that's. That's currently where I am. I've been doing this for almost a year now, and you know I don't have a lot of people watching me, but I do have a couple, and I'm really appreciative of the people that I have. I have, what, 14 subscribers on YouTube, which is the same, Final Thoughts Media, and I've got, I think, nine people that have watched my, um, not watched, but listened to my podcast. They're not exactly followers, but they, you know, they've seen it or heard it (laughs) and I'm really appreciative of where I am I'm small but I'm still trying to figure out my niche and not really trying to figure out my niche I kind of know where I'm going but I'm trying to get better now this week what happened this week well so like I said before I have used my CDL to start driving people around and one of my that's one of my jobs one of my day jobs is to drive um these seniors around and this week we went to a exhibit for pharaohs which <laughs> surprisingly enough you know black sands that that's what this is about but you know it's, it's really coincidence that i'm doing this show on the time that i just went to go see the uh mummies the mummies of egypt and everything but you know one of the things that i got from it was my new friend timmy i wish y'all could see him I might take a picture. Who knows? I might put it up on Instagram and so that way you can see him. But Timmy is my hippo. He is a uh, he's a light up hippo. He changes diff- to different colors and things. And you know, I was talking to someone about it, and they're like, "You know, you're not ten, right?" And I'm like, "Yes." And I have bills. These are things we know. <laughs> I'm not a child, but you know, just looking at him, it it provides me a sense of peace and calmness and. You know, he's Timmy. He looks he looks cute. You know what? Follow me on Instagram or find me on Instagram and you'll see him. I'm going to show him going through his colors and you might see a little bit of my studio that I have back here. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Find me, find me on Instagram. That's what I'm going to do after this. Find me on there. So, getting back into this, Black, Black Sands, The Seven Kingdoms was originally a comic. It wasn't a YouTube show. And it was written by Manuel Patricio Godoy. I'm pray that I said your name right, and I apologize if I say anybody else's name wrong. It was illustrated by David Len- Lenerman, published by Black Sands Entertainment. So this shows visual visuals on YouTube are actually just stills of the comics that have been voiced over. There's really no fluidity when it comes to the actual motion pictures. They do have a sense of fluidity when they, um, because they're 
panning it up and down and side to side in different ways and adding little text and stuff. So, I mean, there, there obviously is motion picture, but as a manga, manga novel and comic reader, I know that th this is the type of video storytelling that is similar to what happens when you read anything that's with or without pictures. And like my pride before, this story has its own way of explaining its mythos, of which saying that Ra, who I can only assume is based off of the sun god Ra, and all the other god killers had more have mortal appearances but possess a power surpassing any mortal, yet they are still mortal. And they're fighting the ancient gods who are not mortal, immortal, and have power that, you know, is just immense. They say it's there are very few of these ancient gods, but their power are immense, so that's why they're still a threat. All the places that they mention in, in the story, they mention Kush and Kerma and uh, the other one that I can't remember. They're all actual places in Egypt which establishes a sense of realism in this story, which I like because it's a, it's a complete fantasy story, but it gives you kind of a pretense of where this is, what this is, you know, who the people are, stuff of that nature, and I can truly appreciate this. So we start out with um, this diplomatic mission that all of our main characters are going on, and it introduces us to these main characters as well as a black lion, which has nothing to do with the story, but it looks so cool, and seeing as my past alias was Brass Lion, I can relate. So, you know, j just, just that in itself. I can say that the illustration of this comic is very good. Like, I, I know, wow, surprising. But no, like I said, I read manga, I read comics, I, li I, I listen to novels. <laughs> I listen to a lot of these things, and I read a lot of these things. And, you know, looking at graphics... Some of them, you know, you just don't like. And I can be honest, I truly do like the way that this illustrator illustrates this comic. We see that while this is a time of play and enjoyment for the kids who are our main characters, they are also being instilled with the ways of old and tradition and respect. And that's something that while I don't come from this time period specifically, I can see the similarities in my own upbringing. And in that sense, I'm just like, okay, okay, I understand. I understand this. This this is something I can relate to. The older generation is looking at the new generation to be stronger than what they are and to carry on the fate of the world. So similar to most superhero stories, however, I'm kind of biased seeing as this that this is truly an all-black cast, or at least the you know, pictures are showing it. I don't know, I, I can't find the voice actors for the life of me, but from what I can see on the on the actual pictures, it is an all-black cast, and being, being set in Egypt, you know, you had to come in here with a pretense of this is the history of Egypt, this is what, you know, Egypt's mythos and Egypt's um, uh, God structure and stuff of that nature that, you, you know, you need to know their history a little bit not a lot not a lot you don't need to know their history like like a history buff to actually enjoy this it, it enhances your experiences it does it's not needed not at all but it enhances your experience so then we finally get the name of the heir to the throne of this place which was Kush and his name is Bess Bess and Asur are your com are your common um, boys will be boys type scenario 
and he both are destined to become rulers of their nation and take on the roles of their predecessors. So they're they're similar in that sense, but after that, it kind of just it's nothing the same. Nothing the same. Um, Seth is the grounded one, who honestly, I really need you guys to see these see these stills because Seth is honestly my favorite character. His power is more refined and it fits and it fits him seeing as it deals with sin. He also has this vengeful stare. It is honestly something to behold, making others feel the ire of what they see when they look at him. So Seth is shown to have vitiligo, which making others feel the ire of what they see when they look at him because when they look at him they see disease and pestilence and things of that nature because this character has vitiligo. And if you remember a little bit of history, people with a skin condition were looked at as if they had leprosy, which obviously he doesn't have, but people look at him as if they do. And so he turns it on them. He doesn't know exactly what they see, but he puts their worst of him into them. And that's, that is a crazy power. So then Nabet is the oldest girl and she's a cunning one. Using her power of illusion, similar to kind of the mirages of the desert, she can project a, a realistic illusion and cast it on things, like herself, objects, or honestly out of thin air, from what I can understand. Obviously, having a crush on Bess, she is a strong-willed character and one of the reasons I really got invested into this show. Aset has the power of nature manipulation, which goes beyond anything any of these other characters possess. In using the cliche of the smallest person having the strongest having the strongest power truly works here because it's kind of a too much power to control even amongst these crazy powerful beings. And again, I just told you all these guys have crazy powers and even the older generation have crazy powers to again go and kill gods. That that's their purpose. These kids have obviously been trained by other people and then they came back together which makes sense because each of their skills are very unique and they need to be honed in different ways and honestly this is how i feel like we should be teaching kids cookie cutter um teaching stifles the growth of these kids but mentorship in small groups not not in big groups but in small groups to provide more one-on-one -on -one instructions would benefit the whole so much than our current system and this is something that I've been saying and, you know, me and my friends talk about, you know, homeschooling and stuff like that, which unfortunately, I don't know if I'm going to have time. I would like to. This is another reason that I'm doing my YouTube so that way I can have time to teach my kids in the way that I think that they should be taught and not just in public schools, but to, you know, actually hone their skills, they, their, their unique talents and stuff of that nature. So that way they can go into this world with. A positive upbeat attitude and again i have i have been to public school i'm not knocking it per se i am knocking it 100 but i'm not knocking the fact that i was in it and what it has done to me i'm saying that i think that it would have benefited more if you know people uh, if people not just kids but both people and kids can learn from others what they want to learn Again, a kid doesn't exactly know what they want, and I understand the basis of, hey, let's get the groundwork. Let's get your ABCs. Let's get your one, two, threes. Let's get multiplication, addition, stuff of that nature 
Um, let's learn a basic history of your of your country to to start out. But then as they grow, get them more specialized into things that you can see that they want. Hey, this person is really talented at this. Let's see if they like this. If they don't, then uh, then that's something that they can cross off their list. Instead of going to college and trying to figure out, hey, is this something I want to do? No. Well, that's a $400, $500 class down the drain. Or even worse, oh, that's a three, $13,50, $100,000 degree that I just got for nothing. You know, and it's not nothing. Again, I'm not knocking the fact that people go to college, people go to school. I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying that if people had more of an option to learn when it's free, to learn what they want to do and to then be mentored in that and to become proficient at that, then I think we as a whole would be better. That's that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Later on, we watch... Um, we watch as Aset kind of loses power. Asur is trying to save her, and his mom ends up coming in and you know saving her, saving her kid, because she can't control it. And then we see the queen of Heshmet, Kermit. I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot the name of the original. We see these two queens just kind of standing off against one another, and it is crazy, because I could honestly feel the tension between the two through the screen it was just ooh, sent shivers down my spine ooh. so we end this show with everyone about to go their separate ways the courtyard's kind of messed up the um the the teacher the teacher who taught i think it was seth is uh sending a message to the father of these four kids of what they've done because they kind of up everything but Asur whose power we still don't know is very headstrong and still wants to fight best and so we end with him just being like we're not going anywhere I came here to fight best and that's what I'm gonna do <laughs> and honestly as a child as a child I, I just respect I, I respect it but I'm like oh you're dumb You've, you're already in trouble why continue this either way so that's the end of the show man my final thoughts on this my final thoughts are this is a very interesting show um, compared to the other two that I've, well, compared to Hell of a Boss, which is a very comedic show, doesn't really take itself too seriously, to then have My Pride, which is a very serious type of show. It doesn't really take itself crazy serious, but it's not a comedy at all, to then have a good mixture of between Black Sand with Black Sand of a little bit of comedy, a lot of fantasy, and you know something of something of a uh, there's there's a lot of history and a lot of lore to this. Then, you know what I, that's something that I truly enjoy of this show. So what would I give it? I give it I'd give it a nine, because you know you're this is something also why I like doing podcasts because you're not really worried about your visual ex exactly. Like they, they obviously have to worry about their visual because this is a comic, but I'm saying once they got that down, they don't have to really worry about it when it comes to the show itself because it's already a beautiful thing. They don't have to worry about the motions and everything else. And it's very simple. And I like that about this. I like the, I like the acting. I like the voice acting. Honestly, I just, I just enjoy the story. So I would give it a nine. What could it have done better? 
honestly, it probably could have delved into a little bit more of the backstory better. And that's probably, again, a stretch because they did a really good job at it. But it could have been just a smidge, smidge more, hey, here is what this is. But I guess they're just trying to set up for whenever these characters go and meet these ancient gods and see, hey, they they aren't something to really mess with. And the, the headstrong and the proudness and all that fun stuff isn't going to do now. They have to grow up. I think that's what they're setting up for, but even still, I would have liked to see it. So again, I'm gonna give it a nine. And that is my final thoughts. Well, that about does it for this episode. This is Chris D signing off. You can find me on Instagram at Final Thoughts Media or go to my YouTube channel, Final Thoughts Media. Catch you guys on the next episode and have a great day.